Yeah, here. We're fine. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get in the Garage. A music podcast. A music podcast for music peeps. You got your popcorn, Michael. Um, I don't have my popcorn. It's too early for popcorn. But it's Jeff has his kiwis. And, Jeff has his kiwis and his bananas. And granola. Uh, granola bars. Could you possibly have bought the loudest food to eat? <laughs> Just get its own. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do an ASMR food episode. You know, that might. that that We'll put that on, the, uh, on a Patreon. We'll put that on our OnlyFans, yeah. So you can jerk off get to in the it. Garage. <laughs> this is like getting the gay rods now. Oh my gosh! Those <laughs> Um So today we're going to be talking about. We're going to the movies. We're going to the movies. We're going to the movies. So grab a bucket. Fucking eight degrees out. Yep. Yep. I feel like I feel like the temperature in here right now is probably similar. Uh, Jeff alluded to it earlier. <laughs> we're to, setting the stage. <laughs> yeah, we're setting the stage. We're talking about the film Amadeus. Mm. Directed by Milos mm. Foreman, right? Good pronunciation. Milos, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was. Where's he from? Uh, he's from Prague. Yeah, former Czechoslovakia. Yep, and nice job. and he uh, man did the research. I did. Yeah, there's a good there's a good hour long making of documentary oh. that you can find for free on YouTube with Spanish yeah. subtitles. Oh. <laughs> and I, I watched that this si, morning. Senor. Si, senor. <laughs> si, senor. Gra- gracias. I love. Senor. Yeah, my favorite Mozart work is the Mexican dialect <laughs> Spanish <laughs> version of the Marriage of Figaro. <laughs> or Papa Gainu. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we're talk we're talking about this movie because we like to do our movie episodes every now and then. And this is always on one that we're always discussing, so... I feel like this is a movie that um, is, like, one of the things that bounds our friendship <laughs> yeah. as three men together. I feel yeah. like we watched this movie together. It was the first time I watched it was with you guys. Yeah. Michael is uh, obsessed with it. I believe Jeffrey is as well. Yeah. Uh, and then you guys got me completely obsessed with it. Oh, yeah. It's so crazy. It's like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's no other movie like it. And the craziest mm-hmm. part about None. it is, is the whole main story is all completely made up. <laughs> yeah. It's just completely false. Yeah, it's, there, there were, well, we'll right, get right. we'll get into it because it doesn't come from nowhere, right? Yeah, there's, well, we there's can, an origin story. We can talk about it now because yeah. it's really just, so, it's just very yeah, historically so inaccurate. The, right. So at the time, Mozart and Salieri were contemporaries true. in Vienna. That's true. true. Um. Salieri was the like court composer for the Emperor Joseph II, I think it yep. was. Habsburg Emperor, yep. Um, so that's true. The f- where things kind of take a turn being false is Antonio Salieri was married and he had like eight children. Yep. He wasn't this sort of self-proclaimed sort of like celibate in honor of God right. in order to have the gift of mu- you know, sure. music composition, right? Uh, there's plenty of letters and stuff that allude to the fact that Mozart and Salieri were actually like buddies and right. they kind of supported each other as sort of this musical community and that... And I think the movie know, the movie makes a good job of 
showing how they were contemporaries and actually did yeah. work together and right. some mutual admiration. And, my uh, you know. my favorite part about uh, one of my favorite parts about that movie, like in the rivalry aspect of it, is every time Mozart does ask Salieri what he thinks of it, he never does. He never lies to Mozart. Yeah. He always goes. It was wonderful. It was miraculous. Yeah, it was breathtaking. Yeah, like one, one on one, they, he's honest. Yeah, yeah. he he, ne- the, he never lies to Mozart's face right. about the quality of what he feels Mozart's. The music downfall is, is Mozart's uh, inability to have any like sort of like humility or like be humble at all in the way that every time somebody compliments Mozart's music, he's like, "Well, yes, of course, it is the greatest. I am the greatest. I am the best. I write the best music always, all the time, until the very <laughs> end, of course, where he sure kind of has that sort of you know aha." Pre-death yeah, so, moment with his relationship with Salieri. Right, and so back to the the history stuff, it's like um, contemporaries, and then it was like after Mozart's death at the age of, I believe, 35, um, there were just rumors going around that maybe Salieri poisoned, poisoned him or him, whatever. Right. And in the, whatever, that would be 150 years in between Mozart's death and this movie being made, there were multiple... Um, plays and operas made about yeah. their rivalry and you know just kind of a fancy fancification yeah of it um and this is based on a stage play by peter schaefer who also wrote the screenplay of yep. the movie which i always enjoy because i feel like it's the truest to the vision and um the play uh some original cast the the original london cast was uh Paul Schofield, who's an Oscar winner, who's he's like the if you've ever seen um, the Crucible with Daniel Day Lewis in the mid nineties and what Winona Ryder, mm-hmm. Paul Schofield is like the town elder who's like this really you can see that like manipulative evil thing that Salieri needs, um, and then Tim Curry was Mozart in the London. Version. Oh yes, oh what? I fa- did hear false, false. I misspoke. Simon Callow was the original Mozart in the London. Simon Callow is in the movie as, uh, I never remember his name, Schinkenegger, Schinkenader, the the actor who befri- who's friends with Mozart. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that guy was the original yeah. Mozart. And then when it went to Broadway, it was Tim Curry as Mozart and um, Ian McKellen as huh. Salieri. Could you imagine seeing Yo, that? Did anybody get that on videotape? Is there any? I don't know. Oh, I hope so. Oh, me too. We yeah. have to look. We'll have to try to look and see if we can find even pictures. Thank you for this. See. Which well, you can see. Like Ian McKellen is as Salieri. You can see that. Yeah. Hell I'm yeah. A, listen, I'm a part of this podcast. I'm excited yeah. right now. I'm learning, yeah. I'm learning things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, the, and then some, someone before it got cast that I thought was interesting. Mark Hamill was a replacement on Broadway. Yes, he was. And I thought... Watching the movie, I always think, like, how would he have been? And I don't think it would have worked as well, but I think he would have done a great job because he does bring certain qualities. But um, Tom Hulse just has this, like, baby-faced, dopey, like, goofy kind of yeah. thing. So you you even when he's doing the boastful and, like, of course, my music's the best, it never seems like this haughty asshole arrogance. It's just like, well, yeah, I've been writing music since I was four years old. Of course, it's like, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Everything comes out. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, the 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 whole basis of the film is that yeah, so Salieri then becomes envious of Mozart mm-hmm. and sort of starts to see his own, as he would put it, mediocrity. So then he comes up with this plot to basically kill Mozart, and oh. then and then commission him to write a requiem mass that he would then steal from Mozart. <laughs> right. 
and then be the guy on top being like, oh, I was his greatest friend and I wrote <laughs> right. this piece especially for him. Very you know. conniving. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's fantastic and... Yeah, just I can't wait to talk about it because I'm like you know I mean we already are but yeah we have a bunch of topics we're gonna discuss yeah um, this is like an epic historical <clears throat> excuse me big scale movie with like 500 extras and wigs and costumes and period piece it's one of the craziest period movies ever yeah ever it's done. so one of the like, most well done ones as well yeah and they like filmed in actual palaces and opera houses and blah blah blah, blah. Um, so some things we're gonna talk about. Um, I think let's talk first, just our, our general view on things like the sets and the costumes. Like, what do you guys think about? Um, can I start off the Please. set conversation with, do you think that Palace was mad about all the dogs in that scene oh. <laughs> with like the 20 dogs? I was like, oh my God, this yeah. pa- this is a palace and those yeah. are all dogs. And oh. there was, had to be one of them yeah, shit yeah. on the floor. Had to. And before we go too much further, we... We all prefer the director's cut version, which is three hours long. The original PG re- release version in 1984 was two hours and 40 minutes long. But like 20, 25 years ago, they added 20 more minutes of footage. And the dog scene, that's all, only in the director's. Yeah. So if you're going to watch it, watch the director's cut. It's a Yeah, don't. I would, if you're watching this movie, never watch the original. Just always yeah. watch the director's cut. It's, yeah. it's the only one I've yeah. seen, and I wouldn't that want to see scene, it any other way. It's quick, but it's so memorable. It's mm-hmm. so funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. These sets are crazy, man. It's like all that like gilded gold, like it reminded me stuff around all the you know whatever you call the yeah like the doorways the the yeah. yeah. It reminded me of like uh, Marble House, yeah. which are like uh, copies of it. We are from New like Connecticut, so uh, mm-hmm. like uh, that would be the Newport Mansions that mm-hmm. I'm referencing. Yeah, um, which are like a lot of them are modeled after like the right. style homes mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, it just like the whole thing seems like a dream. Like even yeah. his like apartment, yeah. you're just like so. Mo- Mozart, Mozart has no money and he's poor, <laughs> but everything in his apartment is marbled and everything gold and marbled be- and yeah, gold. Beautiful and super ornate and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah the, the paintings in the background, like mm. you can. This is a movie you can watch like 35 times and mm. then just look at the wallpaper one time yeah, for real. Because like last yeah. night I was staring at the wallpaper in a lot of scenes. I was like, oh, that is really nice. Yeah. I was like, look at that statue. Well, you the, know, and the the cool thing about the film as well is the fact that it was filmed in Prague, right? Well, the like communism got to Czechoslovakia, and what ended up happening as a result of that is that almost all of these buildings were super well preserved mm. from the actual time of construction because um, the communists didn't really care. So like they were they were describing arriving in Prague and being like you could literally just like he's like you just take down the uh, the traffic lights mm. and the crosswalk lights and it's literally all of a sudden it's seventeen fucking ninety eight again like yeah. because nothing you know they, they they had all the construction even for like the uh, the oil lamps that would have lit the you know, lit the streets at night. Like, I mean, it was, you know, absolutely incredible. So all of that stuff that you're seeing, none of that is a recreation. All of that is actually a, like period mm. correct and original period correct. And there was nothing really recreated, including the theater uh, that they, they filmed in in Prague, mm. you know. Um, how about some thoughts on costumes? Do you have, I mean, the costumes are out of control. Yes, they are. Like beautiful and immaculate and perfect and every extra is wearing like a hoop skirt with five layer dress and 
a three foot tall wig with a giant hat on it and stuff. <laughs> yeah, the um, wigs. Do we? So, how about costumes? Do you do you have a couple? Uh, I have a couple to shout out that I particularly enjoy. Yeah, let's please. Um, I love Mozart's purple outfit. Yes. You see him in a couple times. Yes, when it's he like first the, walks it's in. The, yeah. like the um. Uh, I was like, this is like so Prince. It's <laughs> yeah. so Prince. Because he's like walking in. He's like, my music's the best. And he's just wearing purple. And he wears it later when yeah. he's all like uh, fucked up. Like yeah. walking around. Right, right. And he's like. That's why, that's why I like it. Yeah, it's so good. Because it's like. Hat too. Yeah, hat is the like giant off-white trifold hat. It's, it's like such a yeah. big fucking hat. But I've, I love that costume. Because yeah, that's how he like makes his big entrance to meet the emperor for the first time. But it's also what he's wearing when he's like desolate and fucking drunk and like try begging people for money um i i liked the uh madame cavallari's uh the his salieri's protege the female singer when she comes in with that white and red like candy striped outfit yeah, and she's yeah. like it's turkish, turkish. <laughs> and she's wearing the biggest wig and hat it's yeah. crazy and i love i love how salieri everything and i love how he laughs too yeah, at her cuz like, he's like that's that so ridiculous yeah. <laughs> Um, and then my another I I it's very small character very small part but um like he's kind of like the manservant of the emperor he's referred to as Chamberlain but he's the he's the balding guy out of like the the cohort of like five dudes hanging around the emperor and he wears this like pale green outfit a couple times and it's like he's like the brokest dude in the room but he's wearing the best outfit um, I love that. I love every outfit. The um, and like the um, like in the uh, the king or is not the king, right? Emperor. Yeah, yes. the emperor's yeah. uh, like posse there. Right, like, the fatter dude. Yeah, he looks so. He is like a comic <laughs> relief face of how He's like, like <laughs> of how uncomfortable he is <laughs> yeah. and like sweat. Like if if you like yeah. need to know like if the room is hot, you like they pan over <laughs> to his face. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> like dying in yeah. like the wigs and the costumes and the but he collars. Can also, he, yeah, yeah. The, he, a, oh, the acting that, with his face amazing. is so funny. How about the iconic um, Le- Leopold, who is Mozart's father? The iconic black cape with the black hat. Yeah, and it just like stand at the top of the staircase in the dark, like yeah. looking like the devil. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and then he wears like that same it's the outfit. Hit the bah, yeah. bah. Mo- most of the movie, he's wearing that outfit, and yeah. you're just like, oh, this guy sucks. Yes, <laughs> and his even just his another bad he, dad. Huh? Even his masquerade outfit choice is just a double sided mask where one's a happy face and the other is a frown face. Yeah, and so he like looks happy, and then he like whips his head around, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love I love the contrast between like Mozart and Salieri. Like I think like the like to speak to like the way the costume embodies the character. Like you said earlier, like you saw Mozart wearing that purple, and you think Prince immediately. But throughout the entirety of it, he's always wearing like these sort of flamboyant kind of prints and stuff like that. Where Salieri's very much just like plain and muted and like browns and blacks. Salieri and still looks very like nice. Ichabod Crane. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> Like he looks, yeah, like he the does. Most boring dude, right? Like even his, we're gonna get into it. Vienna dancing, but his wig, you assume his wig is his real hair because he takes his wig off, and then you're like, why even wear a wig, dude? It's the same exact <laughs> same thing hair. as your hair. Just grow your hair out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that's, and I, li- I like that they do that too, though. I like that there are moments where they don't have their wigs on, so you kind of yeah. just get like them, like the raw character, you know. Um, um, any other costumes to shout? Um, any, any other particular ones that? 
struck a chord with you? It was definitely Mozart's purple. Yeah, Mozart, Mozart was the so best. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so moving on. You just mentioned it. Um, the wigs, the wiggery, just wigging out. Um, in, the wor- in the words of Mozart, they're all so beautiful. Why don't I have three heads? Oh, this is funny. Um, so how about, can you think of three that you loved especially? Um, I love, I, I like I like the the pink one. Mm-hmm. The pink one's really really good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like the one where he that where when he goes to give the piano lessons to like the the mm-hmm. dog duke guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, when he takes his hat off, it's the most preposterous looking fucking because it's like it looks like a helmet. Like it's all like slick and flat. Okay. In the, on the top, yeah. but it's huge. It's like really exaggerated <laughs> and large. And then in the end, it's just like all like, like yeah. exploding out yeah. of the back end. Yeah. Um, it looks great when he wears the hat, but the minute he takes the hat off, it looks absolutely yeah. absurd. And then I think the other one, I, I think it's the scene where he uh, is is talking to, uh, what's his name, Chamberlain, what they call yep. him, where he has like the, the Princess Leia tufts right, on the right. side. Also a great wig. Yeah. Um, is he's he the way that he has his hair is um very reminiscent of like there's like one particular portrait where it's very like delicately just kind of like feathered and it kind of just like oh, it has the bangs this, are kind of yeah like, there's kind yeah. of like looser bangs and they're all just kind of like floating around like you yeah. know like I that I love mm. that wig that's like my favorite one because it's because I've seen a portrait of Mozart with that style of a wig that's sure. why it's so like it's so cool to see do you have uh, three um, favorites what is Mozart's wife's name Costanza uh, yeah any wig she's oh, wearing yeah. because she seems like she's like um like a smaller person uh-huh. so like they have her wearing like giant <laughs> yeah. huge wigs yeah and, like the one where she like where, i think where she's first introduced where she comes on stage mm. um after uh mozart gives his concert yep and um she's like woofy woofy yeah yeah and like her wig is like insane it's, like falling over <laughs> yeah, it's so like, heavy yeah it's like yeah. doing that it's like thing. hey arnold hair yeah it's <laughs> um i love her and the wigs like mm. those ones made me laugh the most because mm-hmm. like her face is like more like round and she like has like natural like brown like you know normal hair but yeah it, like feathered out hair but it just looked like insane yeah yeah so any other ones to shout out um i i have my three yeah let's hear it um, yeah the mozart light pink wig yeah is a classic because it looks like mod like he's trying to be modern but it looks so tacky also yeah, <laughs> yeah. um I like the the Baron who is out of like the Emperor's like consigularies. He's the one who's like the most normal, and yeah. he, he has the dark brown yes. like lion mane yeah. wig. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, he just, looks like Marty Friedman. I don't know if anybody great. knows yeah, him. He's yeah. the guitar player from Megadeth. Yeah. It's just like this crazy, beautiful hair yeah. though. It's a beautiful wig because it's the one wig in the whole movie besides Salieri's that you think. Oh, I mean, that could be real hair. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then beautiful. my <laughs> then my other favorite one. It's a scene. I think it. It's probably the scene after he leaves the house with the dogs because he takes the bottle of wine, yeah. and then he's like walking through the streets where he lives, and he lives in like a circus trainer kind of like entertainers. <laughs> yeah quarter of the city and he's wandering through the street and it must be the same wig that you mentioned but like it reminds me of like how vince neal looked because it's <laughs> it's just like messy come like flopping out the sides yeah. he just he looks like a fucking wreck yeah like a hot mess yeah the, i love that scene too 
as a sidebar, mm. just because there's this random shot of a dude walking, walking a, a bear. bear. <laughs> Yo, I watched that last night, and I was like, is that a bear? <laughs> Is that a fucking bear yeah. and then the dog on the big ball? Yeah. That's like trying to balance on the big ball. But mm. yeah, the wig, I mean, I can't even imagine what the... Like, the, the wig budget? The wig budget was. <laughs> it must have been outrageous. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many, think, how many days do you think that bear was on set? Uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully just the yeah, one. No. That was a feral bear. This is the Czech, this is the Czech Republic, man. They don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah. yes. We need a bear in the streets of Vienna now. Yeah. Um, how about the makeup in this movie? Uh, makeup for this movie was overseen by Dick Smith, um, who did the old Salieri makeup. He, that was his specialty was aged makeup or yeah. like what they used to call special effect makeup. He was the one who did um, Marlon Brando's Godfather makeup. Oh, yeah, he did the, he like, did the Exorcist, the girl, uh, yep. Reagan, I think is her name, makeup. He did the taxi driver, like gunshot makeup. And so he was like the big dude in this era. Um, and so he did the Salieri aged makeup and then Paul LeBlanc did the rest, oversaw the rest of the makeup and wigs. So you got like, like we said, the wig budget, crazy, the like white powdered face makeup with like heavy yeah. blush and like all that 1700 stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys have, have any particular thoughts. I think the aged, I think the Salieri old man makeup is like. Amazing. 40 years later, it's still, it doesn't even look like makeup. You, okay. you just assume it's an old guy. See, like, that's why, even if, like, it didn't, okay, so, like, I noticed on, like, parts of his hands, mm. like, it didn't look amazing, mm. like, all these years later and, like, the HD. But, like, that was it. And then for me, too, it, like, didn't take me out of it. It was just I was looking for stuff, mm. like, in sure. there. But, um, like, th- what I like about this movie is there's no CGI in it. So, mm. like, you're, it doesn't do that. Your For me, my mind just does that thing where it goes, mm. this isn't real. And it just takes me, like, out mm. of it. Where, like, this movie, it's, mm. like, shot. Everything's yeah. – nothing isn't real. Everything was there. Yeah. Nothing's digital. So Well, like, it's so nothing, much more impressive. Well, yeah, nothing like takes that. you out of it either. So, <laughs> like, it, it, like, allows your mind to, like, stay mm. in it more. Because, like, even I watched, um, I know this is, like, I watched another long movie right after this, but I watched The Aviator right after I watched this. Yeah, good God. And, um, <laughs> um, like, even when, like, when they're up in the airplane, like, you know they're not in an airplane, right. and it takes you out of it a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, with this movie, is just, like, so in it, in mm. what it's, it is puts you in the environment, like, where the makeup is so well done. It's Especially just, with the aging, man. Yeah. Because now we live in a time where... Uh, making people look older or making people look younger is now just used like uh, like they use CGI for that. You know, I mean, like you look at like, like the, the Irishman, the Scorsese yeah. film. That's how they yeah. euthanize these people. <laughs> you know, like it's all CGI. So yeah, Salieri, it's just so genuine, it's so real, and it's like Even you're just kind of amazed by it. The uh, in the in the um, the mental hospital that mm-hmm. they're in, um, like the people in there, mm-hmm. their faces look like. Ga- like right. ghastly and yeah. like you know what I mean like it's very very much like in that yeah I think the old man makeup has to work especially because the movie is all flashbacks yeah it's old man telling a story about what happened yeah so it cuts back to the old man every 15 to 20 minutes and if that doesn't work you lose that you're just like yeah this is a movie so for but for that they that was the first thing that was filmed they spent like three or four months and that was the only thing they did was they the old got man all of the old yeah. man stuff. And then everything, every other part of the movie was filmed after that. Sure. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, I mean, his acting, 
Yeah, I think the, the with the makeup, everything, the whole completed right. package as old Salieri is just so yeah. haunting and fucking. And the other, uh, the other makeup thing that I think needs to really hold up in order for this movie to work is the like Mozart sick and dying and like yeah half in the bag look because if that looked, if that was too much, like too sweaty and balmy and like gaunt it would just be like this is weird but you see it over like the last hour and a half of the movie it gets slowly worse and worse and worse and he yeah. looks like a dude who's just like working himself to death yeah um so yeah 40 years later like it, it holds, holds up. up yeah. yeah it holds up for sure especially the yeah like the old man talking underneath because they had layers of prosthetics and painted on wrinkles and sp- spots and all that stuff and he F. Murray Abraham does so much acting with just facial expressions and it works the whole time. Like where he's like gleeful or he looks like spiteful or like, like yeah, he's right. just like, yeah, like works the, with the makeup. It definitely, it, yeah, like he practiced it with the makeup in the mirror. <laughs> you know how uh, long it took him to get that makeup on? Oh, day above the Four and day. a half hours. He would wake up at four o'clock in the morning every day. But he actually says that it, it worked to his benefit. Because it just because made by him the time, <laughs> Right. By the time it was time for him to actually film, he was already up since four. He's been sitting in a chair for four and a half hours having this makeup applied to him. He's tired. He's just like, oh my God, all right, let's just get on with it. And he just, it just, magic just happened because he was already sort of in this kind of like slower, tired thing that would sort of kind of be... Yeah, you know, trans- translate on film as being like an older man, like just a sort of tired at the end sort of vibe. The other thing that I want to shout out for like makeup is the women's makeup. They resisted the urge to uh, go like super 80s, which I appreciate <laughs> because all like if you look back on like movies, whatever it is, like whatever the trend is, like the eyebrows of the women or the you know what I mean yeah. like the way they're styled and yeah. the eyebrows and the eyes and like that's always like a telling look in the makeup and you'd be like oh this is shot like around this period because you can even if it's set in like the future or the past you're like you can see their eye makeup and the way their eyebrows yeah, are styled yeah. and stuff this movie um didn't have like any of that so yeah, yeah it's completely timeless yeah it is completely timeless um, um okay the next let's talk about uh let's see well, let's just get into it. This is a movie as a classic two-hander. It's like two lead actors carrying a movie. Yep. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, like, without getting too much into detail stuff, because we'll talk about some details and funny scenes. Like, overall, mm-hmm. what did you enjoy about the Mozart performance? The laugh. <laughs> that makes the whole oh, character. Oh, or I should say. <laughs> <laughs> it makes the whole character. Yeah, because it, it's crazy. And but it, it's I love the first time he laughs, and they're all like, they all yeah. just like look at him like, what well, the fuck? Also, this movie is like, what is this movie? And until Mozart starts acting like insane, yeah. you're like, oh, this is a bit comedy. Of, this is a yeah, comedy. Right. It lets you yeah, laugh. Yeah. So like, it works on like so many levels. Yeah. It's and it like makes you laugh at him laughing and it's just like oh well and it hits you and 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 he the the film hits you with these like crazy sort of like brick walls where there's like a scene where he's like looking at a portrait of his father and he's like pissed drunk and he's like like doing this and he's like laughing he's like and all of a sudden there's a pound on the door and he opens it up and it's Salieri dressed as like the father sort of Don Giovanni like character and all of a sudden it's just it just turns crazy dark on you all of a sudden and you're like oh this is this is the madness meets the mania. This yeah. is just this double-sided, like, flip-flopping, what the fuck. He does a of lot thing. of... a lot of, But he's so good <clears throat> at that. Right, because he does a lot of those flips, and they're, like, very surface-level flips. Because he is funny, but he's, like, openly being himself, but it's awkward. Like, when he's in the court, and he's, like, 
trying to explain how his opera takes place in a brothel and then he's just uncomfortably laughing but then he flips me into like but it's beautiful and like it's and he's right. so impassioned and so serious about like how he wants to make his art so he's just very um yeah i just i loved his his defenses of his music yeah anytime it was challenged and he would explain like i don't you don't know what you're talking about and that yeah. kind of view of things the um Oh yeah, and that that's the but like uh, the other thing is like both characters give you this, but the appreciation for a music that most people have no interest in. So like that's the other thing. Like both characters can make can can convince you that classical music is where it's at because like they're describing it. And then you're like, oh my god, what is this piece? Because like you like at a certain point, it's like they start to like describe the piece. Mozart does the piece, and then like you get to see to it. do it. Then a trio, then a quartet, then a quintet. Right. Yeah. And you're like, what is that going to sound like? And then it like plays, and you're yeah. like watching it, and you're like, yeah. oh, like it gets yeah. you like it gets you into it. So like both like I mean at least just the um the reverence for the music in the character mm. is so good because it makes it makes you buy into that and yeah. like for people to buy in the classical music is like mm. that's you know it's pretty you know pretty I convincing my one of my favorite parts of him as as mozart is when he's explaining the beginning of the marriage of figaro right and he's like he's chuckling because he knows how absurdly funny it is where he's like and you know what he's start, you know what he's doing he's he's taking measurements to see if like a bureau will fit, and it's to music, and he's like twenty, twenty, and he's like, and he's like measuring to to song of like an ordinary thing that like ordinary people would do, like oh I have to measure this space because we're getting a bureau, you know what I mean? And it's just such a an everyday person sort of thing that's and, just made to be such a cool thing, and his his way of deliver like pitching that idea, he like chuckles at it because he's like it's because it's kind of funny, isn't it? Like how it's such an ordinary thing. And he's like making a pun on measure the measure the measure like mm. the... right 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 yeah so he's I just think his performance was yeah. incredible I enjoy how the character is so <clears throat> he's very earnest he's like very much like a puppy dog and he's so desperate for approval like he's constantly yeah. like like asking people what well, what well, what do you think and even though at the end he comes away being like I know it's good but I still want to know like what everybody thinks it's very much like a dude who like started playing for people when he's three years old like being paraded around all the capital cities of Europe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, just the way Tom Hulse looks in the movie is just this like, he's like a dopey, happy, like silly looking guy. So even when he kind of like takes more serious turns, you feel like he's still like childish and he's not like this vindictive man. Like Right, right. Contrast. He's like naive and... Right. I know I always... He doesn't really know any better. I always bring this up, but... It's like it's the I see like the Brian Wilson story in it. Like mm. he's like, guys, it's like Pet Sounds is really good, and everyone thinks it's really good. And then like everyone's like, it's good, but it also sucks. You know, it's yeah. not it's not surfing, dude. Mm. Like everybody treats him like that, and yeah. he's yeah. just like wants to you know mm. create these pieces. You know what I mean? Yeah. And instead of like you know like giving Mozart this like a you know what I mean? Mm. Well, because at, at the time, yeah, Mozart Mozart never experienced his success. You know, I mean, like, in some aspects, it was like truncated. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. But it like, was not what we now consider Mozart, which is you know in the short list of greatest like, composers yeah, of all like, time. He's the goat. But um, him and Bach. Yeah, he I mean, was a guy back the then. He was trying to get royal appointments and trying to get commissioned works and getting yeah. people to pay for this and trying to borrow money for this and, um, so, but like you said earlier, 
living in a marble floored place. <laughs> yeah, right. But penniless in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like all the. Um, he was doing the boozing, man. You drink yeah. the you drink the booze, you lose. But it's the true. the characters, you're right. Like the the boyishness mm. of it, and yeah. like never getting because he never got to be a boy, and you right. get you realize mm-hmm. that. Like, and he lives his his childhood out mm. in his life, but he also has to work. Like, and like people don't experience this the same way. You know mm. what I mean? And they don't they don't see it like that. Yeah. I was watching a. Uh, a review I forget what YouTube channel it was but I was watching a review on the film and the guy's like alright I'm gonna do this I'm gonna draw this comparison and then it pans to a shot of Michael Jackson <laughs> yeah same and thing. he's just like yeah. a father who drove his child yeah. to just like basically be this like performer yeah. who never really got to experience any kind of a life and then as an adult it kind of all sort of unraveled and mm-hmm. turned into this big sort of big sort of mess and that's I think with Tom Holtz mm-hmm. he uh, he he conveys that very well, yeah. like you said, where there's this childlike innocence. So like, and like, so even when he does shitty stuff, you don't, you're not like mad at him as the character, right. but instead you feel like pity for him, where you're just right. like, oh, this guy's just like he lost doesn't his even way. know any better. This yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in contrast, the other lead is uh, <laughs> F. Murray Abraham playing Salieri, <laughs> Antonio Salieri, um, who is just like conniving and. You know, just this like oh, yeah. insidious type of. But I think it works. I think the character works mainly because very early in the movie, Salieri is puts across so much like longing to be great and long. I wish I had the talent and the appreciation and the respect. And I worked so hard. And he says like one of the first things he says about Mozart was he was my idol. And yeah. I was just I was playing silly games and he was giving tours in 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 nation's capitals. And the fact that Salieri is like scheming the whole movie, but you never are like this dude is the big baddie villain of this movie because you feel bad for this dude because yeah. he's yeah he's fucking pathetic he's pathetic yeah. Yeah. he he like steals Mozart's music and then he, as he's reading he's like weeping because he's just like and I saw it there it was the hand of God on the page yeah, right. <laughs> so right, you're like right. this is a guy who has like such a when you can express that kind of emotional vulnerability you can't all you can't be purely evil in my view right um he does some like really dastardly like like you know like posing as someone to get him to work himself to death is like that's when the movie the last hour takes a real dark turn but (laughs) after he burns the crucifix but like he (laughs) right Right. That's I looked at the at the scan. That was exactly at the halfway point is when he throws the crucifix to the fire. It was yeah. exactly an hour and a half in. You're like, here we go, baby. Now it's on. But I just feel like that character is just like because he is so opportunistic and he's like he is telling Mozart to his face one on one how great he thinks he is. But then when he's asked in a group of other people, he's like, Well, yeah, it could be better. Yeah. <laughs> because he's just trying to like please and work his way up the ladder because he has to grind now he's not like the super gifted yeah. natural like mozart right and yeah I, I i just love the fact that they're these sort of two composers who have it's this like the same underlying cause but just manifest in a different way mm-hmm. you have <clears throat> mozart's father leopold mozart who's just like no you are the performer you're this pushing this sort of like thing which you kind of see in that sort of uh, relationship between like a child actor or a char- child star and their parent. You know, you kind of have this dynamic. Likewise, you have the Salieri character whose father's just like, be realistic. You can't do this. You can't be. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
it's this early childhood trauma that right. molds like these two separate people who find themselves at at a similar you know place in their lives as being composers, but the 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 um, <clears throat> the makeup of the trauma is so it's so different. But coming from the same source, does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Shit, no. shit, dads, but two different narratives that fuck both of them up in like completely different ways. You know what I mean? See, I think the funny thing about Salieri, I can't even just say yeah, that. Salieri, you got it. Um, his character is everything that he puts in. Like, if he, like, I think he, like, the character puts in effort, um, but not like the right way. Like, it's to bring Mozart down and it's to <laughs> right. do these things, yeah. and he always gets the brunt of it as well so right, everything right. he does to mozart he also gets it blows back on yes him. He, oh, every time he yeah. like gets mo- he kills drives mozart crazy he goes crazy like right. you know what i mean so like yeah. there's that whole yeah. arc of the whole thing and then like you're like left to be like man if you would just focus on like the <laughs> right. music you right. would because you have great reverence for it you might like come out with like uh, the right. uh, the product that you you know what i mean yeah but it's always so um on a superficial sense of being great instead yeah. of you know doing your mean? own thing you got lost in the competition of yeah it all. Got, right. yeah and that's yeah. that's the funny thing He'd rather it's, take the other guy down a peg than get himself yeah like his right. instant karma is just like so like there yeah. you know what and i mean his performance too like right before mozart comes to meet with the emperor He's like sitting there and he's he's composing this march and he's very confident, you know, he's up and he's smiling and he looks at the cross and he's like, Grazie signore. You know, and he's like very happy, like, I'm so happy that I could like write this song. And then that that whole scene happens where Mozart's just kind of like sort of like backhand disses him, talking about like, I did a variation on one of your songs. It was a funny tune, but it like yielded some good things. Like that sort of low and then sitting at the piano, like hammering out the marsh and then being like oh this doesn't really work does it and then he like ends up just like which the part that um he plays as sort of like the the better way to play Salieri's march ends up being a piece a part of the mm-hmm. marriage of Figaro but like and then at right after that scene it's a very disheveled angry looking Salieri looking at the cross and like grazie signore like and it's just it, it like the whole sequence starts with him saying thank you to Jesus Christ yeah in a sincere way and then Boom! The opposite side, where he's just basically being like, "You, f- you fucking bamboozled me, bro! Like, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> you know?" Like, well, let's get into that. Let's get into the, some of the musical moments because that's that's one of the big ones. Yeah, is um, you know, Mozart first seeing the Salieri piece and then proving like, "Oh no, I don't need the sheet music. I already memorized it." And yeah, he starts playing. And he's commenting about, well, you know, but then just kind of does the same thing again. How about we go this? Oh no! How about we do this? Oh no! This is the real way to do it. And then he's like cooking. He's like, dvd dvd like, like he's like fucking Scott Joplin on the keys. And and Salieri's just like he he does such great face acting, yeah. but he just gets like it's this in the eyes, man. Darker and darker, like this fucking asshole. Well, and to boot at the very end, he goes, ha ha. He, <laughs> he turns around and then he just laughs, and then it's the quick shot to yeah. him, like grazie, looking at the cross. Right. Um. So that's a great moment. Um. What are some other great musical moments? I I I do love uh, something that sticks out is when Salieri later Costanza brings a bunch of Mozart pieces and Salieri for Salieri's approval or for Salieri to pass to the emperor, and she says these are all originals and he's he's came and believe like wait you give me original music you trust me you trust me the guy <laughs> yeah, who's yeah, yeah. behind the scenes trying to like destroy your husband so and he's holding the folder and he just like t- 
turns over page one and the music starts playing and he reads it and he's commenting about like it was beautiful it was glorious turns over the next page new music starts playing and as it keeps showing him and he gets more and more like weepy and like good god this man is a genius type of face (laughs) and it's just like four or five like quick music like it plays the whole thing as he's looking at the sheet music um which i i always remember that's like something that stuck out forever then he drops all the music right yeah oh like i was i guess this is what i was trying to say before like instead of being Mozart's champion and mm. like appreciating God's hand in front of him mm. and then being able to champion God's hand sure. through somebody else, he's so jealous that yeah, he yeah. cannot let it go. Like yeah, that's like right. the whole, I mean, that's the whole movie, but like that, mm. yeah, you know what I mean? And mm. like in that moment where he's like doing that and it's playing in his head, like that's also like a beautiful thing. Cause you realize these people can yeah. look at a page of music and have the whole orchestra start playing in their head, which is like, a glorious yeah. thing to realize that people used to be well a lot of people used to be able to do that you know yeah because I mean? he he could have been a mozart you know a, a transcriber uh, someone who collaborated with him he could have been like just you know a conductor of mozart pieces and stuff but he was like i want to create i want to do my and mm-hmm. it's yeah. understandable like every person wants to have their own journey but yeah if, if if he had appreciated that if he had seen like mozart really did trust him and really yeah like pleaded with him all the time to be like please you're the you're the only one of my contemporaries who respects me and comes to my performances and um yeah there and the, how about some other funny other could, good good not funny ones we're going to say the funny ones but like some good I can think moments. of one where um it's in the beginning where mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Salieri first encounters Mozart with Constanza and he's like in there because he's like trying to eat the sweets mm. off of the table and they come in and he sees, you know, like that's when he starts calling him the creature crawling around on the floor and stuff. Yeah. But right after that, um, he describes mm. one of the songs and I actually pulled it up because I want to read it because it's amazing sure. where he says on the page, it looked like nothing. The beginning, simple, almost comic, just a pulse, bassoons and basset, um, basset horns. Like a rusty squeeze box, mm-hmm. and then suddenly high above it, an oboe. And then suddenly high above it, an, an oboe. oboe. A single note hanging there, unwavering, <laughs> till a clarinet took it over and sweetened it into a phrase of such delight. Mm-hmm. This was no composition by a performing monkey. This was music I had never heard, filled with such uh, unfulfillable longing. It seemed to me that I was hearing the very voice of God. And that's the stuff where you're like, Oh shit, dude! Classical music, yeah, that's where it's at. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because it, like, it's such a it, it causes such a human sort of emotional. Well, it gives reaction. you it gives you a, a language to understand uh, what is being played, and then like, I mean, for me, the the best like scenes are at the um, performances, the concerts. Yeah, I was just about to say because like yeah. you're put into this like thing where you suddenly realize you're like, oh my god, this is what people used to go do, and it's like three storied. Mm-hmm. There's people in boxes on like the theater styled, and like it's like a pin could drop, and like there's like mm-hmm. these you know it's like the opera's going on, these people performing on stage, and there's like oh, crazy yeah. music. It could go real wrong real quick. Yeah, but you, it just puts you in this thing where you're like, oh my god, like you, yeah. like there is things that go on like that today, but like it's not the same kind of well because thing. when you know when you know that there's 500 extras. That that's some that's that stands for something, man. Because you're like, oh, this crowd isn't just like computer generated people. Yeah, every person is a person in full fucking co- off period accurate costumes um, 
all packed into this opera house, and you're like, oh, this feels completely real. It feels like the, the camera just happened to be there. Yeah, what's the um, it's the uh, the uh, Don Giovanni. Yeah, like that right. musical scene Don is Giovanni. so intense. And this is a three-hour movie, so like anytime it shows scenes in the opera house, I didn't time it, but they're like full two to four minute mm-hmm. musical performances where yeah. you get to see the action and the and the sets come in and like the you know the people on the what do you call them the harnesses and yeah, stuff yeah. Um, horses on stage and fake horses on stage and uh, yeah all the opera performances are very are some of the best parts yeah they're like yeah. insanely epic yeah. and then like because you're watching a movie and then they're literally putting on a performance right. for people it just happens you know what I mean yeah. so you're like it's very I but mean immersive it, yeah. yeah it's yeah. very crazy and it puts yeah. you into the music even more because you get to right. see the uh, characters singing and playing out what they're doing, and mm. you know what I mean. Yeah, it yeah. gives you, um, it's like a music video. And you know there's what I great mean? To commentary. There's great commentary of the stuff by Salieri, like when um, there's that part in like the first opera where um, I forget what her name is. That um, Salieri, Cavalieri, Cavalieri, yeah, Madame Cavalieri, yeah. where she's doing these, ra- these crazy. <laughs> 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 it went on and on for ten minutes. Yeah, and Salieri's just kind of scales, like these ghastly scales, just like oh my god. And it's just it's so funny because like on one hand he can like describe to you how this is the voice of God, and on the other yeah. one he's like it's self indulgent garbage at this point. Like it's gobbledygook. Like let's move on, you know. But it, it means it's I, not really. But I also love the moment when uh, Mozart is done giving the concert and uh, he comes up. The emperor comes up and he's like, "Well, it was uh, it was okay." Oh, we're gonna get into that. Yeah, it was okay. One of my favorite parts. Too many notes. They say that yeah, that actually notes. happened. Oh, I'm sure because yeah, that that, like, that exact interaction. Well, and that that I mean, I we all know our fair share of classical music, but like. Mozart, it, no artist is has a flawless record. Yeah, like yeah, that piece that she was singing, it is fucking ten minutes of and it's like yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, I mean it's fine. It's it's not shit, but it's also very very self indulgent. Like, yeah, music made by a guy who's twenty five years old. Like, yeah, it's it know? was his prog stage. <laughs> yeah, Pr- his Prague. But no, um, yeah, and um. <laughs> What are some Chris other... Squire played upright bass <laughs> in the original John Giovanni. You no, didn't know it wasn't this. a bass. What did they call it? Where it had the six octa octa bass. No. Uh, Our... This is the second podcast in a row where we've <laughs> mentioned octa the octabase, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, if it was in, it was if Wagner played one and Keith Richards played one. Yeah. That says a lot about a fucking. Oh, how about how about this music moment before we go on? It's like, it's not only, in my opinion, the best music moment. I think it's the best scene in the movie. But it's when Mozart is sick in bed and he's dictating his uh, music, compose, yeah. Confutatis movement from his Requiem to Salieri. And the way he describes things and then you hear it come in in the score and the way he's like, do you have it? Do you have it? And Salieri's like, you go too fast. You go too fast. But it's like, yes, yes, yes. And it's all this like give, take, give, take. It's yeah. it's a great whatever five minute scene of, of them like working off of each other as actors. But, you know, it works for the characters and the story and, and then, the yeah. music of it. And that you was hear all, it. And, that was all genuine. Because they had in-ear monitors, and the dude who was supposed to run the cassette players for them to listen to the stuff while it's happening in the scene, kind of like fucked up in a quick minute. So there's one there's one part where Salieri's like trying to like be like, no, tell me, tell me, and Mozart's kind of like, yes, I'm ready, yes, I'm ready, kind of like staring out into the distance. That was that was just because like his earpiece was like (laughs) fucked up, and he was like, whatever, I'll just sell it. 
Right. It works. Though. It, you know, he's good. He's a good enough actor. We can like play. It looks off of like each he's other. a guy who's just like sick and like dazed and like thinking like, how do I? Okay, how do we start? It just this? happened to work right. that way, right? Which is so great because it's then, so genuine. In the final moments, uh, Salieri finally, I think, realizes that oh, this is this is what could have been. You're right. This yeah, is, the whole I, the whole time. Yeah, could have you been, know what I mean. I like, could have been the assistant. To yeah, because they're, they're doing that and it's like yeah. working, and he's like getting fulfilled from it. He's like, yes, 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 yes. You see him have the of course. He's like, of course, of course, it goes here. Of course. Yeah, and he's like, if you would, yeah, it's like. I don't know. There's so many guys that you're like, ah. Oh. And, and Tom, you know, Mozart singing the stuff like sick, like, he's like, can barely sing the note, but he is singing the notes. Like, so it works. There's, cause if we can, you know, a quick pause interjection, there's a lot of movie stuff. I'm sure there are moments in this movie where musically, like, you know, like if you look at people's fingers while they're playing the keyboard, they're not really playing the notes. But this doesn't have anything really in it that jumps out to me that's like inauthentic when it comes to the music yeah. thing where it's like faking it out. And that scene where it's just it's showing the parts and the the structure and how we start and then it's and on one and three, dum dum yeah. dum. And the way the score is just exactly timed with it. It's like it's the best, man. It's like it's magic. It's a magic movie yeah. scene. It's so anybody that has anybody playing a guitar, which is like pretty simple to play mm. in a movie, should really be getting it right because nobody knows how to play any of these instruments. Mm. And you're like, oh yeah, it looks really, it looks really good, like spot right. on. In almost any yeah. scene I play, see a guitar in, they're just like, their hands are on the fretboard. <laughs> no, and they're just, just like, like strumming yeah, off tempo. Right. <laughs> you're like, what yeah. is going on? Even in this, when you see like the the little kid Mozart playing the harpsichord, it looks like it it's, could line yeah. up. It's very lined. Yeah, yeah it's I'd, like at least yeah. it's lined up on a like note for note. Like when right. his hands it goes are, up, when it goes yeah, up, yeah, it goes yeah, down, yeah, yeah. it goes down. If yeah. we're nitpicking, the only there is one part. Oh, here he comes. Is this going to be the uh, the party scene where he's like playing upside down? No, he actually did that. Tom Holt actually learned how to do that. No, um, the only part where I saw a smidge of, of it, and this is sp- we're just splitting hairs here, right? I'm yeah. not, you know. But after after young Mozart plays the piano and then stands on top oh, of the piano, violin. so plays violin. Yeah, yeah. That that that's where I was like, okay, he's not really because violins always sound bad. <laughs> that's why. That's why. <laughs> that's why you know it's not real. Well, no, because the the violin, the recorded violin, it has vibrato, and when right. you look at his he's hand, just... he doesn't do vibrato. Right. So I'm like, there it is. Right. You know, but literally every everything right. else is completely like convincing and real yeah. and all that. You know, violins and movies, I always know it's fake and it always looks bad because unless you're a master player. Yeah, it's like I've sound like garbage. I've yeah. almost never seen a child play the violin where I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's children should stop playing or the violin. Adults. You shouldn't be given a violin until you're like 20. No, you need to be given a violin younger. That's the problem. Yeah. Three years old, you get your first violin, baby. That's well, if works. you do, send them to like an island or something. Send them to an island. It's unbar- I mean, they were ba- it was the Invest 1700s, in though. It's unbearable. It's unbearable. Out of tune, squeaky hot cross buttons for an hour. I mean, I did it. I When I played cello, That's that was the beginning, man. That's the tone. Yeah, that scratch. Not enough rosin. Yeah. Not enough dig. Anyway. <laughs> rosin up the bow, mama. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yes. that Lots of great music moments. How about some purely funny moments? And um, if we could save favorite... We're going to do an overall favorite quote. So maybe save your overall favorite quote if it's funny moment. Um, yeah. I'll start. I, I love... 
the jump cut from like the choral boy choir singing and young Salieri in church being like, please God, I would, I would vow to you my whole life and my chastity if you would give me one gift. And then you hear old man Salieri go, and then a miracle and it shows them eating and his father starts choking to death. <laughs> and then it's quick cut scene to him in a casket. Yeah. And it's just like, good God. And like, then it, cu- so it cut scenes to him and he looks so joyful yeah. and He's happy. Like, He's just like, my life changed for <laughs> Yeah. The old man. Yeah. Shows yeah. Him. yeah. Um, and the so and the good. father he's telling the story to it looks horrifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the priest is just like, oh my god, yeah, you sick man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of my favorite like things in the whole movie is um, and it's like I don't think it's ever really spoken, but uh, Salieri's like uh, sweet tooth. Oh, that was my next thing. Yeah. Which is like it's yeah. really funny because yeah. like he's such he'll be like this like conniving guy, but like his yeah. sweet tooth like he's makes like, him like truffle. like, yeah. <laughs> and he like always is just he's like. This is da 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 mixed with da 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 da. Yeah, because he breaks right. Like when he's having a conversation with Mozart, and Mozart's like they're eating like a yogurt thing, and Mozart's like, "What is this anyway?" And he gets so like passionate about like, "Oh well, this is this milk mixed with this yogurt, like a bit of brandy and like a thing, you know." And he gets he's so you could see he's like, "Oh, you want to talk about food?" Mozart says like, "Oh, you Italians," and and Salieri's like, "How dare you? I love sugar." Well, that's a real that's a very real thing though. That competition between like the Germans and the Italians in Vienna that's yeah. very very real so they definitely captured that yeah um, the sweet tooth thing because it happened there are it's like there's, new, at there's least, numerous scenes. yeah there's at least five or six times yeah. he's giving a very, lesson yeah and, and he he's just, like he picks a cookie off the yeah, oh, plate and stuff yeah yeah he's giving that lesson and yeah. he like um instead of like he like makes the singer like stretch the uh the, fur, <laughs> right. the bar a little longer so he can finish chewing and then get his other hand ready yeah. to go back down even the hand gestures though yeah. like so he's got his left hand on the piano and he yeah. eats it and then he does like a quick like yeah it's so good and then, and then he, he looks at her he's like <laughs> yeah. you know kind of assuring her and then so great because that's right when constanza comes to talk to him and give him the music he's like Take a break. And then he goes to walk towards the door and he stops and he turns around and he goes back and he reaches <laughs> yeah. in for another cookie and he just shoves it in his mouth and then he carries yeah. the way on. It's That's a great, like, that's like a deep character thing because he's set up at this, this dude who's like living this like monk lifestyle of, you know, service to music and to the emperor. But he has, you know, it lets out those vices. You see it, and it's every every chance it can come out, it comes out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so like you've got to get it out somewhere. Yeah. So he's and I so wonder good. if that was something that was written in, or if that was like a character choice. That was, you know, no, that was definitely written in. Because yeah. like, you, well, you see it in the first shot. Big props, yeah. He goes into the, the oh, table yeah, that's true, and he yeah. picks out that uh, yeah. like the molten melt ball thing right. off of that like yeah. towel. The food in there, just like yeah. you're like, I want to eat you're all like, of that food. Um, yeah. I don't want to eat any of that food. Oh. I look at all that food and I'm just like, this is all sugar. Yeah. This no- a, the table's yeah. all sugar. If I have a list of foods for movies <laughs> that I want to eat, number one, the Mozart food. Number two, the hook. Hook. The hook yeah, food. thank you. <laughs> the multicolored sherbet mashed yeah. potatoes. Whatever the fuck that is, I don't care. I want to just bury my face in it. It just looks like all like whipped cream and stuff. I'm like, yes. <laughs> hook sucks. No music. No, David okay. Crosby sucks. <laughs> Oh. Great music, great, <laughs> great, great John Williams. If we ever do a hook. non-music related uh, movie review podcast, we should do. Hook you know next. what? What we could do? Why don't we branch out? Well, Let's we, branch we out. could do a greatest John Williams oh. scores because he's done fifty-five. Yeah, he did all the Spielberg stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, he did that one. Anyway, anyway, but yeah, I th- I think it was definitely <laughs> ri- it was definitely written in because like he. He explains to Costanza what the nipples of Venus thing is made of. He explains to Mozart what his like pastry brulee, you know, creme brulee thing is made of. So yeah, it had to have been like. Um, 
also great. fun behind the scenes story because I you know I watched the behind the scenes so I'll, yeah. I'll give you a little morsel. But apparently the no, actress that plays give us Con- a morsel that played Constanza she was such a young actress like she didn't really know any better so yeah. they filmed that scene so many times. She was like, I was physically ill by the end of that day because I was eating so much marzipan. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, like, she just kept eating the entire thing every take and then did so many takes of it. She's like, I can't even tell you how many of those things I fucking ate. And she's like, and I was so sick at the end yeah. of the day. Can I just tell you, when she, I watched her eat that, because, like, when uh, people give me those, um, they like, they make them now, like, whatever, like, those, like, balls on the holidays. Yeah. It's called truffles. They call them something now, yeah. but they're, like, usually, like, the peanut Lint. butter, they're yeah. so big, and I'm they like, almost, yeah, I only want one Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, it's like the, it's like the, it's almost like a cake pop. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, like really, really, like, it. dense cake yeah, stuff I in only it, want, like, one bite of it. But it's and, hard to just chew, to bite off half of it. Right, yeah. and I was noticing her, like, eating, I was like, man, that looks like a lot of bites she's taking of that she probably yeah. didn't want to eat it. And she said she was like by by like the like the last few takes. She's like I was just so distracted because I felt so nauseous and I had already eaten so many of these and like just mm. chewing on marzipan for like eight hours. She's like it just <laughs> ugh, it was disgusting. Yeah. And then the greatest is Salieri's reaction to her taking a bite because she's like mm, and then it quick cuts to him. He's like mm, <laughs> like he's, he gets all wide eyed and looks all fucking crazy. Um, some other funny moments. Uh, I like I like the the. The dynamics of the uh, the inner circle of the emperor. So you have the baron who has like the main, the lion mane. You have the count who is the glasses and he's like snooty. He runs the opera house. You have the Kapellmeister who's like the big like guy. And then you have like the silent chamberlain guy who just kind of gives these like side eye like kind of looks. And those guys are it's like classic comedy because there's two or three scenes where it's all yeah it's all of them having their little moments and little like full cuts to their faces and uh when they're debating like if the if the thing should be in italian or german and just that snooty snotty like yeah like you know cutting each other off at the knees type of but it's very cordial and very like yeah. respectful that's why i like chamberlain because they're like oh are we gonna do it in italian or german and he's like i think we did decide after all to be an italian did, like, we? did we did we <laughs> yeah it's just so good so yeah that's like that's one of the comedic you know comic relief parts you know you have mozart talking backwards and saying like eat my shit and kiss my ass yeah is funny um <laughs> when when he's at the masquerade and he loses musical chairs oh. and they say you know now you're gonna play play this like in the style of Bach. Play, play like Bach, and he plays like Bach, and everybody's transfixed and then they flip him upside down and he has to play upside down and then he's like give me more give me more i want to be punished more and they yell out different composers. He's like, ah, nah, nah. and then Salieri says, how about Salieri? And he goes, no, now that's a challenge. And then he sits down at the keyboard and he starts being like, dur, dur. and he looks up and he looks like this like monkey. Yeah. <laughs> like, dur, dur, dur. Yep. And he's like crossing his eyes and like it's sticking out his tongue. And it's and then it's he so finishes fun. it and with a fart. <laughs> Come on, it's one of the best. It's one of the best scenes ever because because he takes his tails and he like opens them up and just like. (laughs) (laughs) It's and and can you imagine the dude standing (laughs) ten feet away from me? Yeah, could you imagine if you were Salieri in that moment and this dude basically looks like you're just like a gorilla hammering away on the keys and all of a sudden you end the song with a fart. Like it's like so and it's so on the nose too for Mozart cuz yeah. like if you were to ever read any of the oh, old letters man. he would write to like his cousins that he was trying to marry and shit. <laughs> um, he would always just be like, "Mate, you know, like 
Clean, may, may your ass be clean and not full of shit. You yeah. Shove your thumb up it and then smell it. You know, stuff like, like weird stuff like yeah, that. Right. You're like, what? He actually wrote songs. He is a very vulgar, that was, dirty that was, guy. There's a song. I forget the the title in German, but it translates to lick my ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> Schneiser. Dude, for real, man. He was all toilet humor. So it's just... I it's love hysterical. right before that when he's yeah. like, I want my consequence, daddy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I want to be punished, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Punish me, father. Here. Please. be in here. He's like, I don't want to do this. I want to go home. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to leave this shenanigans. Yeah. They make Constanza show oh, her legs man. as her punishment. Yeah, right. And then the dad's so pissed off. Yeah. Um, it's only a game, Papa. Yeah. Such great dynamics. Um, yeah, fantastic. You mentioned it earlier. It's funny, but it's funny because it's like, it's not even 10 seconds, but it's absolutely full madness. But it's drunk, sick as shit Mozart, and he comes in and he sees the picture of his dad, and then he starts like going like, and like dance <laughs> around, and, and just like, make, going like making faces making at crazy it. Crazy faces, and yeah. um. And it's like it's five and, seconds, and maybe. the but the music it's How about when they go and see the play and they keep feeding that fake horse like, <laughs> like fake stuff and it keeps like pooping shit out of its Dude, ass? Milos Forman, Milos Forman said that that was the hardest thing <laughs> to film to film of the film. Wow. Or, or no, the 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 person who was at the back end of the oh. horse that was the hardest thing because he. They had like doves and shit right, in there, right. you know. So he's like sitting there, and he had to like reach back and grab a thing, and then the thing would open, and he'd have to like stuff his hand out. And I guess it was like the way that it was constructed was so inconvenient and like yeah. difficult. It was to like a Trojan around. horse during yeah. the Don Giovanni parody. Yeah, opera. right. Yeah, yeah. Very funny though. They stick in an egg, and a, a dove flies out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very yeah. funny. Um, so good. Also, what I find very funny for like no reason is that as Mozart's child. Has like mm. no dialogue or personality, <laughs> nope. which is like just the, it's very funny yeah. to me that it's like more of like a like a thing that he's like, oh son, <laughs> yeah, like <it's, laughs> and like the kid's it's... just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like oh, the kid looks like he's like inebriated as well with mm. everybody else. Yeah, well, there's another good hard hard cut at the end. It's like you know two and a half minutes of the requiem playing. Mozart has died. It's all black. It's like raining there bring in a black carriage they bring him to a communal grave that dumps him in and then the you know the grave diggers say like oh man they cross themselves and they like dump lime on him and then it's like the the camera like pans back like the sky view like a hell you know like a crane shot and it hard cuts to sally airy as an old man and he's just like smiling and staring at the at the father he's telling the story oh. and then he starts laughing and the father is like horrified just like what the fuck is yeah. going on yeah and that's the great thing too yes i mean speaking to the makeup that shot of the the priest yeah. right at the very end he yeah. looks so like oh this is the confessions of a fucking murderer <laughs> like this is a madman this yeah. guy is out of his mind you know because is um, it is it worse to kill a guy or to like spend years trying your hardest to kill the guy yeah you know I love uh, but yeah, that hard cut in the smiling. beginning when Salieri's trying to play his music for the priest, and the priest is like, "I'm sorry, I don't recognize that. I'm sorry, I don't oh, recognize yeah. that." And then he does; he plays a Mozart song, and the priest is like, "Oh, I yes, I love that song. Music. I love that song." Yeah. And then he's like, "That's charming. I didn't know you that you wrote that." And he's like, "I didn't." <laughs> just very like deadpan. That was Mozart. That was Mozart, and just how he keeps <laughs> calling him like the creature. Yeah. And when he's like, "That wasn't him laughing at me. That was God yeah. laughing at me through that obscene giggle." 
You yeah. know, like those sorts of one-liners that you're like, oh, this is fantastic. It is um, fantastic. How, so how about some one-liners? Um, I like one. It's uh, it's the first, because you see Mozart, he's chasing his soon-to-be wife, and he's like grabbing her ass and like talking dirty to her and all this stuff. But then he hears his music being played off, played in a different room, and he stands up straight and goes, shh, my music. They've started without me. And they sprints down the hallway. Yeah. It's just such a great, like, it shows, like, this guy is an idiot. And then immediately, like, oh, no, this is a serious guy. It, like, sets the tone for what this character is going to be, where he's going to be, like, veering hard from one to the other. Um, you said earlier, great quote, what the happy, you know, the, the grateful, ah, thank you, signore. And then after Mozart completely shows him up, just the spiteful, Grazie, signore. He's yeah. staring at it like you, you, you might as well see flames in his eyes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I mean, there's so many. Too many quotes. notes. Too many too notes. Many Something notes we quote all line. the time. Yeah. When the emperor says, well, my dear fellow, there is a, it is a fact there are only so many notes that ear can hear in one evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. something we constantly say when yeah. we listen to like it's, self-indulgent it's, jam yeah. band soloists. It's and part stuff. of it's like, like our vernacular. Is yeah, that the right way to say notes, it? Like it's, yeah. Yeah, we too, say that all the too time. Many notes too, many notes. too many notes. Too many notes. I do like... That was God laughing at me through that obscene giggle. Is good. Yes. Um, I love at the, at the very end when they're starting to cart out old man Salieri <laughs> and and he talks about like being a mediocrity and stuff yeah and then as he goes out he like he passes by him and he puts his hand on on the priest's shoulder and he's like I will speak for you father I speak for all mediocrities <laughs> in the world I am their champion I am their patron saint and then he starts walking out and he's like I absolve you to all the I people in the sanitarium you. I absolve you <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like mediocrities everywhere you know it's like it's just such yeah oh man it's, it's so funny dude it's so funny yeah I love. Um, I think we we already kind of talked about, it, but the dog line where he's like, he's like, well, he's like, I'm not giving lessons to this. Do-. I forget like what he says, sure, like, yeah. but he's like, what he says, like, I'm not giving lessons to this dog. Like, yeah. I'm out of here. Like, do you have any other pupils you would like me to instruct? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I like when Salieri is talking about the emperor and how he's like, you know, this esteemed court composer and everything, and then he kind of like side cuts and he's like. Actually, the man had no ear at all. But what did it matter? He adored my music. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, you just dissed yourself in a way because you're like, this guy has no ear, but he loves my music. So fuck it. (laughs) And you're like, well, what does that say about your music, man? You know? Um, Yeah, it's like, and there's so many, there's so many like, you know. Just bitter. There's so many bitter, funny lines that he just throws off Salieri. Yeah, just like... Like the whole movie. Basically, the whole voiceover where he's the old man telling the story. It's just like absolute like high-level, just shit-talking, asshole old man yeah. type lines. <laughs> oh, uh, the, my favorite thing of the whole movie is uh, Mozart's wife mm. saying, uh, Wolfie! 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 It's so yeah. funny Wolfie? and yeah. like cute, and you're like, I wonder if anybody actually like it's just like i don't know it's like it that's like one thing that like is i I thought is and his best friend calls him wolfie too yeah yeah i love the i I love the um the the almost walk hard moment (laughs) where it's where he punched out his landlord while he had the laryngitis laryngitis. (laughs) i've been cut really i've been cut in half really bad (laughs) wolfie um no, when when he's talking to his mother in law after Constantine oh, leaves, yes. and she's like, "Do you?" I told her, 
and she starts yes. going off, and then all yeah. of a sudden it molds into magic flute, and you're just like, oh, the shit. The queen of the night. That is a great cut. It's so yeah. cool, because you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, you can it's see like, the inspiration. I must, I must yeah. walk hard. <laughs> yeah, that is. you are right. That is one of those great movie moments. Yeah, I mean, there's just... Oh, it's just so so good. I mean, there's. So How about, many. Can we get into the the performances, or do you want to take a break and then we hit the performances? Yeah, yeah, we'll like, take a quick break. Like in particular, like shout out some of our favorites. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we'll be right back. Most of us, i.e., comedians, treat open mics as a necessary evil, but not Silas P. Every week, Silas talks to a veteran of the sights, sounds, and smells of the Philly open mic scene, sharing stories of momentary triumph and lingering failure with enough shit talk sprinkled in to make you listen to hear your name. I'm like 35% sure that I'm in there. So pay attention, hang out in the room, and maybe you'll learn why you got bumped on the launching pod. Puts on that shit, like, not Motley Crue show. Where he can't sing at all. He sings that song that was featured on that MTV show he did called My Friend. That song? That band sucks. It's not worth listening to. He was on Surreal Life as too. Great Mm -hmm. show. Best VH1 show all time. Welcome to the Surreal Life. Actually, I lied. Flavor of Love? No, no, no. It's not Flavor of Love either. Flavor of Love 2. No, no. It's not even that one. It's the one where he dates uh, Bridget Nielsen, Strange Love. Strange Love. Yeah. That is the best reality show of all (laughs) time. What did you call him? Foofy Foofy? Foofy, Oh, Foofy Foofy. Yeah. Just this giant Amazonian Scandinavian lady just picking him up like a baby. Boot. (laughs) The best scene is when they go to that dinner party. And he like walks over to the piano and <laughs> he just starts like giving. Good he's God. like, We're here in the spoon. I'm grateful and thank you. And he's like trying to like say, like, Let me perform for you. And Kids, this brings me to my next point. <laughs> Don't smoke, smoke crack. crack. <laughs> thank you, LT. Dropping that wisdom. All right. So we're going to hit cameo. <clears throat> I mean, if you, think a ca- if you think someone's a cameo or a supporting person, make your, you know, make your case. But in my view, cameo is like if they're on screen for five minutes or less. Yeah. And then supporting. There aren't that many people that are actually in it for more than five minutes that aren't the two main guys. But I'd like to there cameo. are a handful, so we can talk about supporting. Cameo that bear. And then we'll hit our favorite. If you, <laughs> yeah. if you liked Shout um, out to the bear. If you liked the Mozart character more or Salieri uh, performance more. And then we'll wrap up with like the impact. Shit is so good. Legacy. I know. For those wondering, we're eating dark chocolate, coconut, granola. And it's basically delicious. candy. This is not healthy in any way. I mean, it's I, half chocolate. I tell myself that it's healthy. Um, I do. I will say I like Christine Ebersole. She's Katerina Cavagieri. You might also know her if you're a '90s baby from uh, Richie Rich. She was the mom in oh, Richie yeah. Rich with Macaulay Culkin. Um, can we? I mean, it's not a cameo. He's a main character, but we we didn't really touch on Jeffrey Jones as Emperor Joseph. But to me, he's he's bigger than a cameo because he is in a yeah. handful of scenes. Um, but he's on my list. Um, a cameo on my list: <clears throat> the character of Laurel, played by a teenage Cynthia Nixon yeah. from Sex and the City. Yep, really going for it. Oh like, yeah, 
distraught crying about he's he just works all day and he drinks and he's so bad and she's at his gravesite like sobbing in the rain yeah. she i mean it's good it's it's extremely <laughs> emotional part she well she she she's may like have the, oversold the, it a little bit she's like the the like the Modi Hogger, like basically the cleaning lady that Sally yeah, the maid. Yeah. The maid yeah, that's to, word. yeah, the maid to, to spy on the Mozarts. Um, I like Simon Callow, which is fun casting because he was the original Mozart, but I like him as Shinkinator, who is, yeah. you know, Mozart's kind of like goofy best friend, but then also like you see very quickly like, oh, he also is just some dude that Mozart owes money to as well. Yeah. Um, I, he's he seems like he's in the movie longer to be a supporting character, so we could you know, either or, but Roy Dotrice as Leopold Mozart, yeah, he really is only in the movie for like five minutes, um, but he casts such a big shadow of the movie because he's he's so negative and he's so just like sort of sinister. Get back to Salzburg. Yeah. You shouldn't be here. I don't enjoy any of this. Yeah. You know. Um. Oh, who played the um? My actual favorite though. The father, the father, Father Vogler. Oh, he's my favorite as as far as a cameo because he is really only a movie for about five minutes because he is just reaction shots when it cuts back to him interviewing Salieri. Yeah, and he says like three lines in the beginning when he was like, "Oh, is that you? Oh no, it's it's Mozart," and he's like, "Confess your sins." But he does his whole acting is just like reaction shots of like looking like good God, this evil old man. Yeah, he's barely in the movie. Yeah, I like the dude um, that was it. That's in the first scene, like when they're at the door, uh, Salieri's oh, oh. door. The guy that's in love, oh, Vincent Chiavelli. Yeah. He's yeah. in one flew over the yeah. cuckoo's nest. That yeah. guy. Yeah, he's eating the cupcake. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> and and then you see his 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 side guy. That's yeah. a funny moment. His side guy just like starts eating it. It's like all over his face. Yeah, yeah but. The, yeah, the best because that's a great little scene in itself where they they go to bring him sweets and they're like, "That's true." If you what a good ah, what true. a good setup, yeah. right? Yeah, and they go like, "If you mm. you know if you don't come to the door, I'm gonna eat all of this." Like it's like a punishment that he's gonna have to eat all mm-hmm. of the sweets, and he's like way too happy to do it. Um, it is yeah. also true though, as a sidebar, that Salieri did try to commit suicide. Sure, that's a, that that actually did happen. Mm-hmm. Just as a sidebar, but, but um, I that's, think that, yeah, yeah, that's a good little. That dude is such a good character actor. Um, right. He's also in um a great film called Death to Smoochie. If you True. have not seen that film, oh, well. that's what that's, I was trying to remember. The, I'm like, he has a mustache. Gun, how do I know man. him? How do yeah. I know him? Yeah, he also plays the voice of the Birdman in Hey Arnold. <laughs> yeah, is he really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. I think he, he's in, he's either get the fuck out of here. He's in like That's Ferris amazing. Bueller or Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He's in one of those as a teacher too. Yeah, Vincent. Chiavelli. But he's such a distinct looking person. Right. You know what I mean? Like you know you know him when you see him. Yeah. Um, My vote personally is for the father, played by actor. Uh, where is it? Richard Frank. What's this? Pigeon Pigeon Man. Oh yeah, Pigeon Man. Yeah. Um, do you guys have an overall favorite cameo ish performance? Um, I don't know. I guess I like the um the woman who is who um like is like the star, the protege. Yeah, yeah that woman, Christine um, Ebersol's character. Yeah, yeah, I love when she's like asking like Mozart, like, please Cavalier. introduce your wife. And oh, he's like, yeah. we really must be leaving now. And he yeah. like, mm. she's like, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Wolfie, mother needs water. Mm-hmm. You know. Wolfie. The the mother in law is. Oh, such she's a, a small she's part. Such a great. Yeah, she's like, good. Everybody like really just acts yeah. the shit out of like every single scene they're in. Like that's the. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just. How about supporting characters? There are not many that are in the movie more. Um, the um, in my opinion, Emperor Joseph is yeah. a supporting character because he is in a handful of scenes, and he is my choice, Jeffrey Jones, who's like I always consider Jeffrey Jones to be same era, but he's like the anti Jeff Goldblum because he's like a similar, but he's like oh, the yeah, pale yeah. redhead, serious. Uh, nerdy kind of guy from the 80s yeah. whereas Jeff Goldblum is like the dark handsome cool. kind of laid back cool nerdy guy from the 80s yeah um, oh, that it is the whole yeah. time oh, that it is yeah and that he's is. just such a he's he's just <laughs> wallpaper but yeah. it's perfect he's perfect in right. the movie right yeah um, um, Elizabeth Barrage who yeah. plays Constanza who was cast the day before they started filming Mm-hmm. Oh, was she? She seems so like perfect in that. Yeah. yeah, it was originally supposed to be who was it? Um, Meg, Meg Tilly. Meg was Tilly, to be. She, like, and she tore a ligament in her leg when they first started filming. She was like playing soccer in yeah. the streets of Prague with these kids and tore a ligament in her leg. And they said that she wouldn't be able to return to work for five weeks, and they couldn't wait. Would have been so, very different. Meg Tilly is like much more of a. Well, both of them, Meg Tilly and Elizabeth Barrage, have basically only been in like seven, eight, ten movies each. They've yeah. done very little as far as like a long career. But the impact of this character Elizabeth Barrage plays is like she's just so naive and like country bumpkin and just yeah. like out of her element, but like completely comfortable and unaware that she's like, you know, like sleeping in bed all day and just like lounging around and like in her pajamas, how that comes across to other people. She's just so unaware mm-hmm. um meg tilly i think would have brought like just kind of like a slightly darker like maybe more serious edge and elizabeth barrage is so like smiley and she's so like upbeat and cheerful she matches with tom hulse as mozart very yeah. well i think um yeah and she um what's funny about her is that <clears throat> they after meg tilly left it was they brought in elizabeth barrage and another person in the running to play Constanza and I I guess the basis by which um she was chosen was the costumes <laughs> no no it was actually because Milos Foreman was just like the girl that because I don't think I, they ever said who the other girl mm. was that had auditioned for it but he basically looked at her and he was just like you're too pretty for this role mm. Constanza's sure. like a farmer's daughter All right so she's like explaining it and she's like I mean, it was kind of like a non-compliment <laughs> to basically see, just say, like, you're ugly enough to get the part. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, her performance was was awesome. Yeah, she's just so... She's just bubbly, and she's just, like, blissfully unaware, it seems. Yeah. yeah. And I think she plays, like, well to Mozart because she's, like... No, she understands, like, the talent. So mm-hmm. she's, like... Yes, my husband is eccentric. Like, why wouldn't he act like this? Right. Like, he makes he's the biggest. Like, she realized, like, for how like out of it she is, she's like still supportive mm-hmm. to like the goal is to like make the art. So, mm-hmm. like, whatever that is is what yeah. we're doing. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah, I think I think I'll go as far as to say is like as much as it is a movie. 
title after Mozart, right? Mm-hmm. And how that's really the focal point. Let's be real. I mean, Salieri is the main character. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that Tom Holtz, like, being kind of like the the best supporting role. Oh, sure. In okay. a way where it's like he has one foot in as the lead and then right. the other foot is in like as a supporting role. Um, I understand that. And he, I love, he's I not, love that. He's not given his own like viewpoint scenes until at least a third into the movie. Right. Where he starts to have his own scenes like in his own house and not involving Salieri. Um, I consider a lead, <clears throat> but it is, you know, if you want to split it up and that would make sense. Yeah. Um, how about if we're yeah. picking if we're picking between the two performances, Tom Hulse as Mozart, F. Murray Abraham as Salieri. Um, do you have a preference? I have a very strong <laughs> strong preference. <sighs> I I, don't I know. think F I think I think F Murray Abraham I think it's like one of my whatever best is I don't care what best means it's like one of my f- absolute favorite movie performances of all time yeah because he does so much he it's like almost like chewing scenery at times because he like digs into lines with such like this bitterness and smugness Intensity. and and just. And he is a slow boil the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, right, but right. I love it because like it's face acting. It's a lot of reaction acting. It's yeah. a lot of like voiceover talk about like how in awe of the music it is. And he just has to like have this like, oh my God, face on. And yeah. um, the old man stuff and then the, the young man stuff. I just, I think it's, it's like, it's one of my favorite performances ever. Yeah. And Tom Hulse is awesome in this movie. But, I think there's a reason why F. Murray Abraham, yeah. you know, won the Oscar and blah 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 blah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's movie acting though. It's not like yeah. immersion into a character disappearing type of like chameleon thing. It's like, you know, command performance type of acting. Yeah, right, yeah. right. It feels, it feels theatrical in that way. Yeah, and it also feels like a classical, or like a classic, what a right. classic opera would be, right? Because there is. There's comic relief, there's drama, there's sad, there's anger, there's like, it's everything, right? Like, it's all roped into one. Um, and that's what this movie, I think, really is. But yeah, I think F. Murray, F. Murray Abraham might be my favorite. Like, if we had, if, like, if there was like, an MVP of the film, right, right. I think he's the one, man, 100%. What are your thoughts, Luke? Oh, I just I like the Mozart actor. Better. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's the th- here's the thing: is that you respect could... Salieri, but you love Mozart. Mm. Well, I just like you know. I don't know. I like somebody that can play boyish mm. and serious, say, sure. like boyish, but like I don't know. I just love the way he plays off like the mm. uh, the boyishness. He yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. it is because it's like because he's pow- he's kind of pouty. Yeah, it's about like, stuff when he doesn't when it doesn't go his way. But it's like it's hard to do earnestly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard. That's hard to do earnestly because like, it'd be I don't know. And he plays it so silly anyway. Yeah, yeah. I just I I love it. It's so like mm. it's so fun. It makes me want to like walk around in life and just be like, ah, yeah. eat my shit. And, like you know, right? Just, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's funny, man. Like yeah. it's, I don't and know. And I think it worked then and now too because like neither of these dudes are like movie star actors yeah. they're just dudes like tom holtz the only thing i'd ever seen him in also he he was like one of the four main guys in animal house mm-hmm. right yeah he was yeah, like yeah. the pledge but he like it was like a nothing part and then f murray abraham before this movie he was like he the was guy in- who betrays scarface yeah but that's like an eight minute yeah. part it's like nothing yeah he was called on the set of scarface 
yeah. to come and sure. uh, and shoot to be Salieri. Yeah, and like since like Tom Hulse has you know made a handful of movies. Yeah, that's and like, F. Murray Abraham nothing. always like he, F. Murray Abraham has never been the star of another big movie. That's you know? the great thing about this movie is like you're never like watching it. Like again, I was watching The Aviator, mm-hmm. and like at some point, like you, I mean, it, you're it, watching Leonardo DiCaprio and Alec Baldwin. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're like that's Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. Like he walks on screen, and I'm like Alec Baldwin. That's Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. Alec like, right, right. It happens like more or less right. with Alec Baldwin than uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Sure. I could buy into him a little more, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. They, it's just like, but that's why it's so fresh and it's yeah, so and all good. of them, and yeah. Yeah, you don't know anybody. Yeah, it's it's like it's, I love that. I yeah. love watching like a huge motion picture where I don't really recognize anybody. any of the actors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, oh, F. Murray Abrams, and only because, of course, I watched Scarface in high school. I've never seen Scarface. <laughs> you, know, you never seen Scarface? I haven't seen like. Anything. It's worth a watch. They counted how many f bombs were th- were dropped in that movie, and it was like four thousand or something. I've crazy seen shit. it. Scorsese didn't make it, right? No, uh, no, I'm so. good. Brian De Palma made it. I've, I've, to be fair, I've I'm only good. seen it twice. Yeah, I've only seen it a couple times too. That's not a that's not a regular movie. I've watch seen for the me. poster, mm. but yeah, this histor- oh, this oh, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. this kind of historical movie just really works when you're not getting hit over that over the head with like. Oh well, there's George Clooney, yeah. or you know, there's yeah, right. Else. When it's these huge, it's not Brad Pitt playing right. Achilles. It's right. even you like you know what I'm saying. It's yeah. even like probably what was the downfall to like the Cats musical that came out because it's like oh, there's oh, James yeah. Corden and Taylor Swift and right. everybody that's a celebrity just with cat make or cat right. CGI. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Cat blood. Um, yeah. So let's wrap up. Like, let's talk about the legacy of this movie for people who don't know. It won eight Oscars, the most that year. Yeah. It won Best Picture, Best Director for Milos Forman, Best Screenplay for Peter Schaefer, Best Actor, F. Murray Abraham, Best Art Direction, which is Sets, yep. Best Costumes, Best Makeup, and Best Sound. Isn't that called, it's called a BAFTA? BAFTA is the British Acting Film and Television. Oh, okay. British okay, Association okay. Film and Television. Because it won a couple of those, too, I think. Yes, it did win a handful of those. Um, it's the most recent film to date that had two actors nominated for Best Actor from the same movie. Oh, yeah. So almost 40 years since that has happened, which, I mean, it is very rare. The only other one I could think of off the top of my head without looking at the Wikipedia list was Midnight Cowboy, John Voight, and Dustin Hoffman. But yeah. then, like, I think it's happened, like, six times ever. Right, right. Um, this ain't no Girl Scout camp. Yeah. <laughs> um, How the mighty fall. And, like, the legacy of this movie, it's... I think in the late 90s when AFI, American Film Institute, made their like 100 greatest movies, it was in like the 40s or 50s. Yeah. So it's, I think it's still today a highly regarded movie and these large scale historical epics involving music. And so it kind of is a music biopic. It's kind of historical drama. It's kind, you know, like we said, it's kind of like a comedy and like, yeah, it's, it's like Tom and Jerry esque type of like <laughs> yeah, right. dudes, you know, in a way. Um, it's, yeah, it's, but it's really successful and it really acclaimed and like, I don't know. It's it's one of we didn't talk about it earlier, but this was like, this might be the first like of the like heavy adult you know award winning movies that I remember ever seeing. Because my parents, oh, yeah. my right. parent, this was like on the rotation. This was before the director's cut, where in you know involves some topless nudity and some more like drunken and seedy sexual come on type behavior um but the pg version was on like the short list of things that my parents would be like oh yeah we have a rehearsal tonight uh they have a you know portable 
VHS player just to watch Amadeus. Because mm-hmm. I watched this when I was like six, seven, eight years old or something. Yeah, I think I was probably around that age when I saw it too. I, I remember because when you wrote down like the thinking about the first time mm. we had seen this movie, for me, immediately I remembered it was like my mom and I went because my cousin Jimmy had seen it and he was like, yo, this movie's dope. And I was like, yeah. all right, cool. And my mom was like, okay, let's go rent it and watch it. And the first time I watched Amadeus, again, the not the non-director's cut mm. version, that wasn't released until I think 2002 or made Something available. Like that, yeah. Um, where, yeah, I, I have the complete memory yeah. of my mom and I watching that movie together. And it's yeah. like, a, it's a good memory, you know? It's a good memory. Yeah. And it's, it just so happens to be this was the movie, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I watched it with you two yeah. and a lot of candy. We ate a lot yeah, of that candy. Was, that was back in my candy days. Uh, oh, I remember when Jeff used like to go Mike and hard on the candy. All of a sudden, just pull out a box of nerds like or something. Six boxes of candy. <laughs> Yo, me, that's, what me, that's what me and Jeff used to get yeah. down with the candy It's boys. better now, though. Now it's kiwis and bananas and um, some fibrous sugar. Some, some pepper Yo, slices. And Ugh, some, remember you know, buying dots? dots. Ugh. I never liked dots. Dots are so good. Yeah. So good. There's, I mean, they're they're good, but man, too many. It'll they'll fuck you up. I like the whole box. Ugh. So yeah, I think I think one of the real <laughs> one of the real lasting legacies of this movie is like, I think Luke said it earlier. It's movie about classical music and yeah. the whole. It's like an edge of your seat movie. Yeah, it like holds you the whole time. It's yeah. fucking three hours long. Yeah, so. You know, but it stra- goes by. strap in and get ready. But yeah, it go it it goes by. I for me, it didn't go by that. But that's because I've seen it a hundred times. Yeah. So in a way, I kind of like knew what's coming. So it kind of like slowed down the time for me. Mm. But there's so many memorable scenes. There's so many great music moments. There's so many like things that just like stick with you after the film that are just like iconic things. It's so well. Ta- it's like such a well done movie. Mm. It, it, it's one of those movies you'll watch and then. Oh, for a long time afterwards, after you watch it, you'll be like, "You're like, yeah, this movie sucks compared like the just yeah. the qual the quality of how immersive it is. Right. It's mm-hmm. like there's not there's not much like it. So it's a very mm. it's just a very different experience of of movie watching. Yeah, and I think it's it can serve as a couple different things. Like if you think about it, it came out in 1984. Like, what's the music? It's not like. It's not like they're like, have you heard this new music these kids are listening to? And it's fucking Mozart. You know, I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. then to come out at that point and kind of make classical music cool and kind of remind people Rock like, hey, there's, you know, That's right, right. So a real legacy. I mean, what was the first thing played on the, the Moog? It was the Bach, right? Wasn't yeah, that like yeah. switched on Bach was like the first. Like big thing sold. Yeah, you know, so it's like, I mean, it's, you know, it says something. But um, it's also, I think, a good movie if like, you know, just as a, a consumer of music, like if you're ever interested in listening to classical music, mm-hmm. you know, this is a good movie to watch where it can kind of like introduce you to classical music while at the same time, like watch a film. And then maybe you'll be like, oh, maybe I'll download a couple Mozart songs on my Spotify. And then maybe you're listening to Beethoven and then maybe mm-hmm. you're listening to Litz and maybe you're listening to Bach and Vivaldi and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like it can it's, it can provide a person with a doorway into classical music, right. you know? Yeah, definitely a language to speak about it too. Yeah, yeah, just the way that the music is described and stuff like that. Like it, that's it. it it's one of the best music movies for that reason. Yeah, yeah right. Because it's it's lovers and fans of music describing intimately, like in musical terms, but also in general feelings terms. Yeah, and it, terms. that's like one of the 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 best things about like it is when it's like they're describing it, and then you, you're getting an this. You know what I mean? It's just you're like experiencing the music, right. and it's like. 
Oh, yeah. and it's like finally putting like language to something. It's kind of like and, translating music yeah, yeah, yeah. into right. words, you know. Yeah, and then uh, you get that like back and forth, like because it's uh, almost like a language we lost that because mm-hmm. like because a lot of people don't really understand that music yeah. as uh, yeah. much as a, like a pop song. We understand four four. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time. Glad we got to watch it and talk 100%. about it. I might even now I it. own it on Amazon Prime. Yes. Ten bucks. Yeah. It's worth it, everybody. Oh, Director's it's only cut. ten bucks on Amazon Prime. Yeah, nine. Yeah. I look at that priceless. I paid eleven ninety nine. Oh. On for a DVD? YouTube, oh YouTube, oh because I usually I usually try to put all my like movies buy I buy on sure. YouTube because oh, it's like okay. I don't know it's just easier for me. Yeah, to it's find. just where it all yeah. is. I mean, it's only a dollar difference. Yeah. It's not like it's they ripped you that bad. But. Well, rock me, Amadeus. Rock yeah. me, Amadeus. Yeah, excellent. Um, Boys, throw some coal on that Grazie, little train. Signore. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.